something of a phenomenon. Telling everybody to come along, cause white lies blow away. Blow! I'll get higher, baby. I'll get higher, baby. I'll get higher, girl. I'll get higher, girl. What's he do? Just say bass or freeze. What a tip. Deadheads, welcome to our podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Karen. And this is The Walking Dead cast episode 32. 32. <clears throat> and and before we get started today, I just want to tell you, Karen, that I'm really sorry. Sorry for what? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> uh, so we are... Uh, let's see. The show ended in, I mean, the first season ended in December mm-hmm. and it's, it's June. June. So that means we're halfway. We are half because we think it's going to start in October. <laughs> <laughs> so send in your yeah. ideas for Deadcast Top oh, 5. For Pete's sake, man. Will <laughs> that show ever come back on? <laughs> When's it going to be October? October? Come on, October. <laughs> we're waiting right here man um in case you don't know we are a show about amc's the walking dead but since like the majority of our time the show is not actually on the air we talk about <laughs> other stuff <laughs> too zombie related yeah zombie oh, and no don't related. say it don't say the z word <laughs> <laughs> and uh uh <laughs> this time we're gonna have a bit of news about the walking dead then we're gonna talk about one of my and karen's favorite zombie movies of all time Shaun of the dead which mm-hmm. i hope you guys watched um, our deadcast top five this week is the five people we'd want with us in the zombie apocalypse. They have to be real. Real. Not, I know. I, I, as, as I was doing this, I was like, this would be a lot more entertaining if, if we it had was, a fictional yeah, list, but, we should do, but fictional. it was fun. It was actually, I yeah. actually got into it. I asked people at a party. Uh-huh. I'll tell you what they said later. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah. Uh, then we'll have some this weekend zombies with Karen and you said there's a whole bunch of stuff this, this week. Yeah. It's a busy week in cool. Lake Zombie Gun. And a couple of your listener moans, groans, and grunts. All right. Let's get to it. Okay. News about The Walking Dead. So um, Robert Kirkman posted an image on his Twitter account with a tweet. In honor of filming starting next week, here's another Walking Dead season two sneak peek. And this is the picture he posted. It's hard to say exactly what it is (laughs) I'm looking at. It's like a half of somebody's chin. (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. There it is. There's the mouth. Yeah. And uh, it's not exactly um, a pretty picture. Yeah. But I'll he's basically he's a smart ass. He is a smart ass. <laughs> we knew that. Um, there's, Gosh, they're, they're starting filming next yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, um, and when he wrote this, it was a few days ago, so it's like tomorrow. Fabulous. Okay. that Yay. They must need zombie extras. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Um, did you hear there's budget? Pro- potentially budget problems 
Why would there I be know, budget problems, I didn't want to hear that either. They say that maybe there's um, maybe a, a reduced budget for season two. Oh, which uh, that hurts. sucks. And yeah, that does suck. Uh, uh, Frank Darabont, the producer and main man behind the show, he he was at this uh, Emmy roundtable with a bunch of other heads of other shows and he was talking about it and he said creatively i have no complaints thus far but i believe if they do move ahead with what they're talking about it will affect the show creatively in a negative way which just strikes me as odd if you have an asset why would you punish it so i hope that yeah i hope i i have a feeling he's being vocal about it to try and prevent it from actually happening because it's not a, a sure thing yeah, and sometimes actually, you know, sometimes if you have a, a set of problems like that, you have a reduced budget and you have to be creative, you can get some really cool things coming out of that. So it's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, like maybe the zombies won't decay. <laughs> right, save money. <laughs> They'll just <laughs> right, look it's normal. The, it's the same zombie walking past the camera again and again <laughs> yeah, and again. With a hat on. <laughs> right. <laughs> the same background right. going past. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, that's why they don't need zombie extras because there's just one. Guy, right. Greg right. Nicotero <laughs> doing them all. Um, Michael Rooker, I, I keep reporting on whether or not Merle will be back. And frankly, I don't really care that much. No. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, he, I mean, I care a little. But um, he says Merle will be back, but he won't tell whether it's in season two. He says. Um, He's not allowed to say, and he says his mysterious exit in season one is not really an ambiguous end. It's an ambiguous beginning. Hmm. So, uh, so says he, it'll be good to see him back. I guess he's friction and all that. Yep. Uh, about Andrea in TV guide, Robert Kirkman said, quote, Andrea very much wanted to die in the CDC. So we're going to be dealing with that. She'll be learning some guns and she might not quite get to a certain level, but we are definitely going to be going down that road. So, uh, did you get the feeling that she wanted to die? In? Oh yeah, I guess she did. Yeah. Die. Yeah. And, uh, I think the only reason why she didn't stay is because yeah. Dale threatened to stay with her. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. That would have been, <laughs> yeah, that would have been a quick death. I'm excited about learning the guns. I'm not, I don't know how excited I'm about her. Like, being all depressed and stuff. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe the guns will cheer her up. <laughs> Reduced budget, <laughs> lots of guns. Yeah. She'll be like, pow. <laughs> With just her finger. Right. <laughs> um, That's what I would look like if I had a gun. <laughs> so I showed uh, Karen this before. Um, there's this great pictorial on, uh, I don't know if you call it pictorial, but Go to examiner.com and I'll put a link up too. It's a bunch of behind the scenes photos from season one that I hadn't seen before. And they're all really great photos. They're really terrific. Uh, what's your what's your favorite one of those photos? Oh, there's a one of uh, Andrew Lincoln all dressed up in his cop uniform standing next to this totally decayed, gross looking bicycle girl. And he's got this big smile on his face he and his arm so around happy. her. He looks so happy. It's a delightful My zombie picture. pal. And there's also a picture of him. If you've been listening to this for any length of time, you know that I do adore horsies. And there's a picture oh, yeah. of Andrew Lincoln sitting down and uh, his horse. who's Sitting next to him. Sitting next to him. Yes, you heard me right. Sitting next to him. And there's it's one. Adorable. Of, um, Glenn, uh, 
Stephen Yun jumping up and clicking his heels. Super <laughs> cute. A lot of, uh, yeah, some great behind-the-scenes pictures. Yeah, they're terrific. So, Love them. Uh, New York Times article had, or the New York Times had an article called "In TV Pilots, Paranormal Is the New Normal." All about new paranormal shows that are coming on this season. It's a trend now. Outstanding. And uh, one uh, quote about Walking Dead said that it's like, or and and really dark dramas like The Walking Dead, they're a metaphor for our fears. That's uh, not really news, but I just wondered if you agreed with that. Well, we're going to, in fact, <clears throat> funny you should mention that because uh, later on we're going to get into uh, our top five list and we're going to mention what the top five is for next time. And it has to kind of do with that topic. And oh, so right, I'll yeah. answer the question then. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Now there's two more news items. They're slightly spoilerish about season two, um, especially if you haven't read the comics. So if you're really super spoiler verse, you might want to skip ahead in three, two, <laughs> one. <laughs> Too late. Uh, so <laughs> TVLine.com reports that on new characters we'll be seeing in season two. Let's see if you remember these from the comic. Herschel. Who was Herschel? He was like the patriarch of the family that they met on the on the farm. Yes. Yeah. And in this, I guess it says he's a veterinarian and a Wilford Brimley type. Huh. Maggie. Yes. You know who that is, right? Yep. They say she sounds like a younger version of Andrea, but with better horseback riding skills. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know if Andrea can ride a horse yeah, or not. She may have mad might, horseback yeah. riding skills. We don't know. Uh, Otis is a middle-aged ranch foreman who's such a sweetheart that he all but loses it when he accidentally shoots a fellow survivor. Man. So those are three characters that are out of the comic that I'm looking forward to nice. seeing. Nice. Mm-hmm. Very nice. I'm going to have to go back. In fact, I think what we're going to do is um, last season, before the season started, we read the first three, first six comics. Yep. And then we talked about what our five favorite things were. And we had my friend Chad on. And so we'll probably read the next, maybe we'll do the next 12 since it's 12, 13 episodes. Yeah. 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 And Let's we'll do it. Talk about those. Yeah. That's a very maybe good we'll idea. Even stretch it over two episodes. That's an excellent idea. Since we have like 10 months until it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> At least la- they started filming. <laughs> this last thing uh, is more, even more spoiler. They do this thing on TVGuide.com called Mega Buzz, where the user um, readers can ask questions. And um, they asked, "How will Walking Dead be different with Shane?" Okay, this is a spoiler, you guys. So if you don't want to hear it, <laughs> serious stop this time. Listening. Stop. Stop. Although I think everyone's <laughs> heard this by now. But how will the Walking Dead be different f- uh, with Shane still alive on the show, but not in the comics? And they say, Shane is the new X factor on the show. Creator Robert Kirkman tells us, quote, we're adapting stuff directly from the comic book, but Shane is going to screw it up. Hmm. He says, noting that Herschel's farm will play a major role in season two. What does Shane's presence do to change what happened on the farm and how they existed on the road? It's exciting to see what his character will do to muck up things. I'm sure he's got plenty of mucking up to do. Yeah, he's good. He's a real mucker. Oh, he's great. And those, <laughs> those high-waisted jeans. See, I am excited. I think that is cool. I, that, I, after I read this, that was the first time I thought, okay, maybe it would be cool to see how Shane can change things because it'll surprise us since we've read the comic. Exactly. But uh, I also don't want them to kind of wimp out and not kill people because they like the actor too right, much, you know, right. even though it would be good to see him. 
the good thing about this story is that they're not afraid to kill people that we've grown to care about. Exactly. Like Rick, Carl, Andrea. Oh, oh I've said too much. <laughs> uh, that's, that's all for the news about the show today. Let's move on to Shaun of the Dead. Let's do. <sighs> Shaun of, of the Dead. One of my favorite, favorite movies. And, <laughs> and you know, it's funny. I haven't seen it in a long, long time. Uh, bits and pieces maybe here and there, but not the whole thing mm-hmm. all at once. Uh, I saw, got to see it with David who hasn't, uh, hadn't, hadn't seen, seen it, it at all. Hadn't seen it at all. That's yeah. I can't oh, believe that. It was great. And he probably was like, okay, that's a good one. Right? Yeah, he yeah. was. Yeah. I <laughs> loved it. Loved it. I mean, Shaun of the Dead, I didn't remember it being as, as filled with greatness as me uh, neither. Yeah. You know what? I've seen it fairly recently, maybe six months ago. Yeah. And I've seen it like five times. Yeah. And I still enjoyed it. And yep. for some reason, when I was watching it last night, maybe because I was watching it more with a critical eye, I was like, this is really good. Like, it's clever, you know? It's really clever. It works clever. on all these different levels. Oh, my God. Okay, can I tell you some of the things that I loved sure, about yeah. it? Uh, I love the friendship of Sean and Ed. I just love it. It's so mm-hmm. sweet. It just, it, it, it's great. And there's just fabulous scenes like the the scene where they first encounter the girl zombie in the backyard they don't really know that she's a zombie and they try to they try to kill her and uh she attacks uh sean and ed takes a picture first and then they go and they get their <laughs> records and they throw their records La- I mean, we were crazy. i was watching it last night with jenny and she's seen it before too but in that scene this movie works so well because it actually is kind of scary and ten- there's tension yeah. at times. And at that time, the girl's like, she just fell through. Uh, uh, there's a pole through her chest and she's lifting herself off. And Sean and Ed are both looking on in shock with their eyes wide open. And then you see Ed kind of move the um, scroll forward <laughs> right. to the next shot on his camera so he can take a picture. Yep, yep. And, uh, it's and really j- subtle. At that point, Jenny goes, this movie is pretty is near perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and when she stands up, you get yeah, they framed Sean and Ed through the, through hole, the hole in her in chest. Her chest. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's okay. Well, I, I I just want to read this one paragraph I wrote, and then and yeah, then you go, can ahead. Do yours. Okay. go ahead. I just uh, I, I like that this movie has everything. It's funny. It's kind of scary and gory. It's a great story. It's shot well. The director's Edgar oh, yeah. Wright. The characters are all are all good, and they even act well. Yep. Um, it it works on multiple levels and points at human truths, and uh, and even though it's a comedy, I think it's definitely a genuinely good zombie movie too. Yep, couldn't agree more. I like that the also I love that uh, the zombies are kind of um, they're kind of a little cheap looking, um, which fits the the style of the movie perfectly they're not you know they're not greg nicotero zombies they're kind of kind of cheap looking which is just i didn't think they were cheap i just thought they weren't decayed they're not decayed at all yeah of course maybe that fits too yeah because they're new yeah i love i love lucy davis uh the the um she teaches them how to be zombies yeah yeah, she she says to them (laughs) she says uh, when she's teaching them to be zombies, um, zombies look uh, vacant with a hint of sadness, like a drunk who's lost a bet. <laughs> but they, oh my god, they sucked. I thought they all sucked. They all sucked. No, there wasn't one of them that I was like, I could do so much better. You cannot sell that you're a zombie. Oh, they're all going, so Ugh. It's like, come on. But it was funny. It was great. I thought it would have been good if one, at least one of them, was really good at it. But, oh well. 
I love that when they were walking on the way to their pub and they passed the duplicate group that are mm. duplicate exactly. Yeah, oh, yeah. So fabulous. most of those guys, uh, like more than half of them, were in this TV show called Spaced. Yes, I've heard of this. Yeah. Have you and seen it? I've seen the first episode and it's hilarious. Is it? And it stars, um, I don't Martin, know. Martin Freeman. The Oh, oh, right. From The Office? Isn't he in it? Oh, I thought the guy the guy who played Sean oh, oh, is uh, in Nick it, Nick Frost too. and Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg. Simon played... Pegg is in it, yes. too. And and I think maybe the, the girl, his ex-girlfriend was his girlfriend in Spaced. People who know Spaced are going right. to Right, and there are a lot of people from Spaced so, in this movie. Yeah, and Edgar Wright directed a lot of those. And um, this is from Wikipedia. The film, Shaun of the Dead was inspired by the spaced episode art written by Simon Pegg, along with his uh, writing partner and co-star Jessica Stevenson, who I guess was his ex-girlfriend, and directed by Edgar Wright, in which the character of Tim, Simon Pegg, under the influence of amphetamine and the PlayStation video game Resident Evil 2, hallucinates that he's fighting off a zombie invasion. (laughs) So they did a little segment of that and they got, you know, they wanted to do a whole movie. I wonder if you can find Spaced on like Netflix. I don't know, man. We should watch that episode. Yeah, we absolutely should. I would love that. I want to see it. I also want to see the movie Paul. Did you see that? I didn't see it and I heard kind of lukewarm reviews really? i'm sure it's it's decent i heard but. good things about it and that's uh written by nick frost and simon Pegg, and it stars both of them and seth rogan who i also love uh two british comic book geeks traveling across the united states encounter an alien outside area 51 and uh yeah i would love to see that just saying it got a 71 which isn't too bad on rotten tomatoes <clears throat> yeah that's not too bad by the way I didn't notice the first time that I watched it. I just thought it was a funny scene, but I finally figured out that when they're in the pub, mm-hmm. um, the, what's the name of the pub? The Winchester? Mm-hmm. The Winchester. Um, which is funny. I couldn't remember it for a minute because I live right near the Winchester Mystery House. But anyway, or I used to. Um, do you remember in the bar when they start fighting the zombies and then the Queen song comes on, they knock the jukebox and the Queen song comes on and it turns into like, a musical number? Yep. Oh, I didn't realize it was a musical number. I was watching it this time going, oh, of course. It's completely choreographed. There hits time with the music. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just fabulous. <laughs> and then at the end, they play um, Queen. Uh, what song? You're, You're my, my best, best friend. friend. Yeah. You, you, ooh, you make me live, <laughs> yeah. which is the you know, Super opposite cute. of zombies. It's like the happiest ending. And it, But what's interesting about that is it starts playing right after he. you see him playing video games with zombie Ed. And so you're like, when they say you're my best friend and you make me live, is are they talking about zombie Ed or his girlfriend Liz? <laughs> oh, zombie Ed. You're my best friend. <laughs> it's so cute. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah, I liked how, I mean, in most zombie movies, I, in my opinion, they're bleak and you, I don't really want to see a happy ending, you know? Uh-huh. I think it's appropriate that most of them end pretty badly. But this one, when it ended well, I was like really joyful the first time I saw it, you know? I was like, yes, that was so cool, <laughs> they all survived. And and seeing it this time after we just saw Fido, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is the world of Fido now where the zombies all have collars and they're all like helping uh-huh. people with groceries and stuff. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Did you... um? If, I don't know if you saw it on um, DVD. 
Because mm-hmm. if you see, did you see the extras where they showed longer clips of, remember at the very end, he was scrolling through the commercials on the TV and they came yeah. across, they actually showed um, the Coldplay interview um, uh, and they oh, they showed a couple of like longer segments of. Oh, uh, I didn't watch oh, that. That sounds great. good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else you got? Um, I just love, um, it's a smart, it's a smart movie. The whole mm. thing is great. Um, you know, uh, Gracie Lou, she, um, she doesn't really like, I think she said she doesn't care for, tr- or she tried true blood, but it was too campy and she doesn't like campy things. Uh-huh. And so I was like, Oh, you might not like uh, Shaun of the dead. Um, but she decided to watch it and she really liked it. And she's like, well, it wasn't, it was smart, clever humor, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. I agree. Absolutely. I mean, they even threw in a Bertram Russell quote. The only thing that will redeem mankind is cooperation. I think we can all appreciate that right now. <laughs> <laughs> and Ed's, uh, I got wood t-shirt. Do you notice that? No. The t-shirt he was wearing, uh, was of like a woodchuck and it says, I got wood. <laughs> Typical Ed. <laughs> um, I loved the whole metaphor of people mindlessly going through their routines. And how uh, Sean doesn't notice it for yes, a long time. Like half the movie. Yeah. And and I love how they're playing with your expectations because you know it's a zombie movie. So they have Sean walk in, stumble it. Oh, like <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and because uh, that they know that you're waiting for something to happen and it does it keeps not happening but it's also like people don't just don't notice what's going on around them sometimes right right. exactly and i love i loved bill nighy in uh in this and i love that uh uh when bill nighy was in the car as the zombie um uh the zombie stepdad Mm -hmm. And he kept making it clear he's my stepdad. He's not my dad. Uh, and he was in the car, and he was you know listening to whatever punk rock music was playing. And mm-hmm. uh, Sean explains to his mom, "There's nothing. Yeah, there's left. nothing left of him." Right. And, he goes, and turns off the radio. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, great because they're like, "Oh, that's a cliched moment," and then they turn it into a clever. Yes, joke. exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But, and then, but back like how they kept dragging out when they were going to finally start realizing that this was the apocalypse and, right right and it took a long the, yeah, time even like when he's sitting there watching tv <laughs> flipping through the channels oh, yeah. remember that oh, and, yeah. like, and crazed people you know um cannibals and he's just like click click, click. <laughs> <laughs> and there's like you know 75 80 percent are news stories about that and he just keeps there's on a bloody through. handprint on the on the freezer <laughs> on the in, the, in the quickie mart he slips on blood on the floor he still doesn't get it <laughs> And then he's walking outside and then finally he's walking outside and, and there's actually zombies shuffling around and he still doesn't see it. Still doesn't get it. At that point it was like, okay, this is funny. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Um, I already said that. Oh, and they, they wouldn't let you say the, he didn't like uh, the zombie word being used. Don't say the Z word. Uh Uh-huh. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So when he when he was flipping through those news channels and not not really noticing it, that reminded me of um, how I heard about nine eleven. I I woke up in the morning on September eleven two thousand one, and I turned on Howard Stern, which I that's what I did every day back uh, then. Back then, and <laughs> he was talking about it, 
And I was just like, oh, whatever. I didn't even listen. I wasn't even listening, you know. And then he kept on talking about it. And and he, he had done a bit before where he claimed to have a piece of John F. Kennedy's brain. And he kept it up all day until he revealed it was a hoax at the end of the day. Uh-huh. So I thought this was something similar, you know. But he kept going. And I could uh, suddenly I just heard through the thickness of my brain the fear in his voice. And so I really started to listen. And then I'm like, oh, shit. And I turned it over to NPR. And it was the same thing. I was like, oh, my God. But it took me a good half hour. Wow. <laughs> really did it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Wow. So that was kind of a trippy way to find out about that. Oh yeah. There, <laughs> if, 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 and when, when the zombie apocalypse hits, there plenty of people will not notice for a long time. <laughs> plenty. <laughs> and I just thought it worked so well. He's, he's lazy and sedate and stuck in his routines mm-hmm. and totally fit in with the metaphor of the, the zombies. Yep. And his girlfriend's dissatisfied and all that. Right. Mm. Which I loved. I loved his girlfriend. Um, yeah, I think that's a that's a pretty good summation. Um, I was happy that we got at least one listener to watch it who hadn't seen it before. <laughs> I hope there's more. Um, if you did watch it, um, I'm curious to know what you thought if this was the first time. So Right in. Right let in. Know. Let us know. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm going to stop for a second. Okay, there's three little segments on the DVD that I kind of liked and I thought you guys might get a kick out of. Um, so this is uh, what happened to Sean when he ran off. It's um, when Sean, when they all got to the Winchester. Yeah, and they're waiting for him to come back and he magically yeah. reappears. Yeah, so nice. here, here's that. Hello, my name's Sean, and this is what happened to me when I acted as a decoy to save my friends in the motion picture, Sean of the Dead. Firstly, once I had the undivided attention of the undead, I had to make sure they kept following me and didn't lose interest. Contrary to recent theories, the living dead are actually very slow moving. This meant that every 50 metres or so, I would have to stop and wait for them to catch up with me. Having done this low-speed Pied Piper routine for a while, I decided to fox those dead pricks by jumping into a skip and hiding for a bit. I counted to 20 elephants, then ran back to the Winchester, securing the knowledge that I'd given them the slip. Awesome. Oh, that's great. Okay, here... He counted to 20 elephants. (laughs) This is um, what happened to Diane when she left the Winchester. I guess she followed her dead boyfriend out. So here we go. Hello, my name is Diane, and this is what happened to me when I ran out of the Winchester, brandishing my boyfriend's leg as a cudgel in the motion picture Shaun of the Dead. As I cut a sway through the zombie hordes, it dawned on me that I probably didn't have much chance of saving David as he had been torn into a number of pieces and no amount of first aid training would help. Realising that I was now adrift in a sea of dead people and with no way of getting back to the pub, I realised I had to make good my escape. I scaled a nearby tree and somewhat overwhelmed by the emotion of the moment I passed out in its branches. When I came round, I could see that the Winchester had burnt down and the area was completely deserted. Being a cautious old stick, I decided to remain in my tree for several days, living off the remains of my boyfriend's severed leg, just like in that film Alive, which, coincidentally, David and I had been to see on our second date. Although that's only because we couldn't get into Kenneth Branagh's Much Ado About Nothing. (laughs) After a number of days, I climbed down, and after some investigation, I discovered that the area was under quarantine. The zombies had more or less gone, and everything was pretty much back to normal. 
I'm now living in Birmingham with my aunt and remain in Christmas card contact with Sean and Liz. (laughs) (laughs) Christmas card contact. (laughs) Oh my God, I love Lucy Davis. That's great. And this is how did Ed get from the cellar at the the end to the shed. Last one. Hello, I'm Ed, deceased. And this is how I became a zombie and got from the pub cellar to Sean's garden shed to start my new life as a dead person in the motion picture Sean of the Dead. When Sean and Liz went up in the lift, I decided, well, hell, I'm not going to give up without a fight. I fired off my two remaining shots, scoring a chin and brain shot respectively. Fortunately for me, the second zombie to fall through was a great big fat fuck whose prone body provided a temporary barricade as I dragged myself beneath the cellar steps. Shortly afterwards, the army arrived and cleared the building surrounding area. They did not discover me, however, as I was too weak to call out, having lost almost all of my blood. After a while, I passed away peacefully. A week or so later, Sean returned to pay his respects and to his amazement discovered me bumbling around in the cellar. He tempted me back to his house under cover of the night using himself as bait and locked me in the shed (laughs) where I've been existing for six months while Sean puts me through a rigorous training program. I no longer get the urge to eat him, although I wouldn't mind giving Liz a nibble. (laughs) 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 A rigorous six-week training program. Of video games. (laughs) (laughs) How do you make a zombie not want to eat you? That could be a top five list. (laughs) Rub yourself with zombie guts. Yes, exactly. So, okay. um, How about we take a break and we come back? Groovy. All right. Stay with us. Shoppers, Deadcast Top 5 in 5, 4, 3, 2. <laughs> uh, this week's Deadcast Top 5 is the top 5 people we'd want with us in the zombie apocalypse. Would you like to go first? Yes. And oh, we should also mention these uh, people have to be people current people yes they can't be ex people they and can be they, oh i thought we said they could be historical although can they be I, didn't, historical? I didn't include any historical I, I thought about including historical um, and this was at somebody's idea uh i think evan it was his idea so thanks evan thanks evan yeah we'd want you you are our number, <laughs> number one six yeah <laughs> evan <laughs> my um my number uh Five, uh, or I'm just gonna go ahead and uh, randomly order them. Oh, they're not in any particular order, they're least not. to first. No, no. Okay. No. Uh, the most important uh, guy is um, is David, uh, and not just because he's my fiance, because I think he should have a loved one with you um, to give you comfort and uh, somebody who's like got your back and like wants to, you know, is r- profoundly motivated to, um, uh, sort of keep you alive, but also he's a sports guy. He knows sports strategy. 
<laughs> and so I'm thinking he can, and he's smart. And so I'm thinking he can kind of, uh, he's the brain of the outfit. So you're, if you had a different fiance, you'd still pick David instead? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. That's, uh, that's great. Love you, honey. What a guy. <laughs> uh, okay. So before I start, I just, I kind of had to make a list of qualities that I want in people to, mm. to kind of figure it out. So I, I'd want someone handy or some, at least some of these people would have to be any of these handy who can build and fix things. Uh-huh. Uh, smart, uh-huh. tough fighters with stamina, right? People I would enjoy being around uh-huh. and people I care about. Yeah. So ha- keeping that in mind. Yeah. My number five is my friend Chad, Aww. who was on the podcast in an episode called Chad the Cad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's smart and easygoing, and and if he has his guitar, uh, we can listen to him playing music when we're not fighting off zombies. He's re- yes, exactly. <laughs> he can provide uh, a little uh, entertainment. He's got a really nice voice. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. He's he's smart. Yeah, he's great. And love Chad. Yeah, I don't know if he's very fast. It's good to have some slow people along. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if you're if you're surf surfing, you don't want to be the slowest surfer. Right. When the sharks come. Right. Or being chased by a bear, you just <laughs> Hi, need Chad. to be faster than the next than Chad. Than Chad. <laughs> right. Chad's your guy. That's he may be sweet. fast. I don't know. I don't think so. That sort of brings me to my uh next guy. Um I didn't say Chad, but I said a, um, a, a guy who will perform Chad's duties. Um, a random guy in a red shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, yeah, that's close. I needed a red shirt. So just some dude. Oh, uh, you should have picked a person. Uh, no, he's my random red shirt. Red <laughs> what about are, that French dude who never, just like went after the maid? It could be him. Red, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, yeah. What is his name? Uh, his name's Mud now. Yeah. Yeah. He's got some weird name. Oh, he, he attacked something. the chambermaid. Yeah. Right. That guy put that <laughs> French guy in a red shirt, and you have my man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, red shirts often aren't identified. You're not supposed to, you know, grow attached to them. Just yeah, saying. that's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah. It's got to be some guy who you don't, who doesn't talk much and you don't get to know him that well. Precisely. So when he does get it, you're just like, oh, what was his name? Well, you at least go. Oh, <laughs> poor, poor Steve. You mean Chuck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or what was the two in law? Steve and <laughs> right. some other right. guy. That Scott was, and yeah, Steve, maybe. That was Scott. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> my number four is my friend Rich. <clears throat> who was on the podcast a couple episodes ago because Richard is very adventurous and daring. He like, he's crazy sometimes, which could come in handy. And he's, he knows how, I don't know if you know this, but he knows how to build and fix things. He built, he's like built, um, additions onto his house. That's and very he's, handy. He's rebuilt several trucks. Wow. He's, he's a, he's an awesome driver. And he's he's fun to be around. He's Aww. just an all around great guy. He's so. a nice fellow. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's going to have to live without his wife and kids because they're not on the li- on this list. Sorry, but, you know, there's only five slots. You lose. <laughs> sorry, hi Lucy. <laughs> she has listened Love before. You. Okay, maybe I'll put Lucy on. <laughs> She's a badass. <laughs> Number uh, whatever for me uh, is. Um, our president of the United States, Barack Obama. <laughs> I thought about that. Yep. I, who has better security detail? 
And if you need someone to give a speech. <laughs> He's the guy. <laughs> I told, it's funny though, I mentioned that to, to David that I was going to have Barack Obama as one of my five. And he said, he'll just try to compromise with the zombies. Yeah. <laughs> How make- about just take an arm? <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's work out some sort of solution so that everybody's happy. Does that work for you? <laughs> we'll give you this guy in the red shirt. <laughs> right. <clears throat> <laughs> I still think that Barack Obama seems like um, he, he's a secret badass. We, that would be a test. Yeah, it sure yeah. would. It sure would. Uh-huh. So, And if not Barack, then maybe Michelle. Because maybe <laughs> Michelle's the real badass in the family. You've seen her arms. <laughs> She's tall, too. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and she'd make sure we all ate right. <coughs> <laughs> okay, my number three... And that would be important in the post-apocalyptic is, era. My number three is Heather Mitts, U.S. Olympic soccer gold medalist. What? Be- She's got stamina. We need people with stamina. (laughs) (laughs) This is a picture from Maxim. (laughs) That that was just the one I happened to pull up. Oh my God. Because she's fast and strong. Blonde and she's a a hottie. She can run away from the zombies. She's a freaking hottie. She can kick. (laughs) (laughs) She can kick that soccer ball. Give him a a real headshot. She won two gold medals. In soccer. In soccer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so sad. Your turn. Hey, she'd be an asset. All right, maybe you can make fun of my choice. Jon Stewart. Yes, that Jon Stewart from The Daily Show. Mm -hmm. Because no other reason that he'd make me laugh. It just just goes to show you the difference between men and women. I don't know if these people would have these same personalities (laughs) that you'd want them to have. (laughs) I mean, for one thing, Jon Stewart would only have Barack Obama to interview. (laughs) Or David. No, that's not necessarily true. Interview the guy in the The red shirt because you'd get to know him then. (laughs) (laughs) At one point, my list was all liberal talk show hosts. And David was like... Really? Your list is Zombie apocalypse. All was like, <laughs> Not Desert Island. I was like, I want Rachel Maddow. And, and, and I, want, uh, I want Stephen Colbert. And he's like, really? You're just going to have me and a bunch of random <laughs> liberal talk show hosts? Right. And how did David feel about you having Barack Obama? Because he's obviously he'd be the alpha male. You'd think. Barack Obama? Yeah. He's willing to share. All Barack right. Obama is, are you kidding me? He's, gonna he's make the leader us, of the free world. He is leader. And he's going to mm. make us all feel really good. <laughs> and give you lots of hope. And and John Stewart will be right there <clears throat> to make jokes about it. Okay. My number two is Kyra Gracie, who's a Brazilian jujitsu <laughs> practitioner and grappling world champion. Here's her picture. She's an obvious choice. <laughs> oh, my God. Because <laughs> she's strong and fight. Are these fight. all she from Maxim? Fight. These are all from Maxim, aren't they? I don't think that could be in Maxim, but I don't think it came from Maxim. She is the obvious choice. She's <laughs> hot, hot, and That's hot. That's just by happenstance. She just happens to be hot. Right. You're like You're assembling some sort of uh, uh, all-girl hot team. So what are you saying about Chad? <laughs> 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 Chad, you're a hot female. <laughs> okay. Oh, my number one. <clears throat> it is um, Douglas Murray. Do you know who that is? Is he the dad of my three sons? 
wow, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's Douglas McMurray, I That's, think. Yes, that could very well be Douglas McMurray. No, He'd Doug, be good. Dougie Murray is uh, the San Jose Sharks hockey team. He's a defender, and uh, he's like the team badass, oh, and he can yeah, really yeah, wield yeah, yeah. a hockey stick. And so I'm thinking we send uh, old Doug Murray out first. I think he's Swedish, and he'd go and he'd like kick some zombie ass with a hockey stick. Wait, let me look up sexy female hockey players. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Are You're there right. such a Ho- thing? Hockey would probably be better than soccer player. I don't know. They have, they have weapon she can, experience. But you know what? A hockey player, yeah, he can shoot a puck and probably uh, pick off the zombie, give a zombie a headshot with a puck. But your um, soccer girl can kick him with a soccer ball. That would never that would never happen. Here's some hockey players that I might pick. <laughs> oh my God. He Googled <laughs> I'll put up sexy <laughs> hockey female. And there are there women are with many. hockey sticks and very little else. There are 7 million 40, 40,000 results. Wow. We they would be all about five. that. Those pictures. <laughs> my turn. Yes. Okay. My top person that I would bring with me in the zombie apocalypse is my wife, Jenny. Oh, well, so many reasons. Because One, she's my wife. She's she's beautiful. She's your wife, and she's a doctor. Oh yeah, she's a doctor. I forgot we need a doctor. You totally know. you forgot that. Oh my god, yeah. it's so handy. Because I was listening. Well, and I, she's a badass. talk show host wasn't on my list. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's a badass. But I was she yeah is. thinking handy and tough. But I forgot about doctor. Is and she handy? Farmer. She's good in the garden too. Is she handy? Um, mm-hmm. can she build a shelf? She's not really handy. No. But Richard is. I've got handy. I've oh, got yeah. tough. Yeah. Uh, then, but in between Find the Zombies, can you guys come over and redo our mudroom? Because <laughs> you won't be there. <laughs> you might try to eat us. I will be there. I'll be there with Barack Obama and John Stewart, which seems reason enough. Oh, we've watched, we've each got our own five. Yeah, you come on over and hang out with us. Okay. Um, also, Jenny's pregnant with our son, but since she hasn't given birth yet, he doesn't count. So. He'll He's get a to gimme. come too. Yeah. Right. And then you have six. And then you have six. <laughs> um, Mr. Blog wrote in. I love Mr. Blog. Me too. Hi, Mr. Mr. Blog. Blog started a podcast. He's only got two episodes out. He did it all himself. He told me that we're an inspiration. <gasps> I've got to listen. You you do. It's it's good. He he's smart. And, and he his, talks about pop culture and all politics and things. His website is one that I, I frequent and um Oh he, yeah. Yeah, he puts all I don't know how he has time. It's he's, amazing. He's a talker. So he, he, yeah. oh, he great. puts out the content. And yeah. I, I think it's mrblahg.com. Is that right? Yes. I think that's right. Yes. Or you could just search Mr. B-L-A-H-G. But anyways, here's his five. He, he um, cheated on the rules. <clears throat> his number five is Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah. The Mythical. Whip and the gun. Number four, Sarah yeah. Polly, Gotta Repopulate. <laughs> She's, you know who that is? She was in um, Dawn of the Dead remake. Right, right, the right. The main star. She is hot. And yeah, she's beautiful. That other movie we watched. Right. Uh, Split, Sp- Splice. Oh, she's beautiful. Yeah, you gotta repopulate, Mr. Blog. Number three, Rick Grimes. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. He's demonstrated his, uh, uh, his worthiness. Number two, Woody Harrelson. Also demonstrated his <laughs> worthiness. And Michonne, who's a badass that, oh, I guess, yeah, Mr. Blog's been reading the comics too. He's, oh, he's, he's all caught up. So Michonne is the swordswoman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
But uh, I, it threw me for a second Woody Harrelson because he's not Woody Harrelson in Zombieland. He is what Idaho is he? or something. Not Toledo. Tulsa. Tulsa. No. Tallahassee. <laughs> <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Nice. Uh, that's it for Deadcast Top 5 this week. Next time we're going to be doing the top five zombie metaphors. That can be ones that you've already seen or ones that you'd like to see. Um, so if you have any ideas about that, Michelle or anybody else, <laughs> Michelle, send a few in. Um, yeah, please write in or give us a call. Groovy. All right, let's move on to this week in zombies. Oh, we've got so much going on this week. It's pretty amazing. I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna address them uh, in the order of um, the ones that I'm in love with at this moment. Uh, most in love with and the thing that I'm in love with now a lot is this uh, is this great um, musical on YouTube called Rigamortis. So have you oh, ever yeah, heard yeah. of this? Well, I mean besides me. me besides me showing it to you? <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't know about it. So this is uh, this is a news story that uh, says Rigamortis or If Dr. Horrible Were a Zombie Musical Love Story and it's a zombie love story two zombies fall in love and sing about it and uh it's really awesome it's so funny and it's really well done and it's free and it's on youtube uh let me read you a little bit about um uh, let me read you what this says uh zombies have been done a lot so have online musicals and by the way if anybody uh wants a fun um something like 24 or maybe 30 minutes dr horrible sing-along blog is also available on um youtube and it's Great. It is great. Joss Whedon. Um, but to our knowledge, no one has combined the two until now. Yesterday, Rigamortis launched on YouTube with a three-parter almost trailer, uh, tailor-made for Dr. Horrible sing-along blog fans, which incidentally is still holding strong on iTunes. It's a pure indie project without, of course, Dr. Horrible's star power or uh, Whedonverse, but there are some seriously ample musical chops here. Uh, Maxwell Glick, um, he's fabulous, stars opposite uh, Lisa Musser as two of the last remaining zombies after a failed zombie apocalypse. Their nemesis is a spot-on Nathan Fillion type, Boston Sturgis, who is essentially humanity's hot-dogging hero zombie killer, belting his greatness in a walk-and-sing that would make Captain Hammer proud. It's great. Let me let me um, uh, quote some of the lyrics. They list some of the lyrics here. Uh, it goes, I'm sick and tired of running, being hunted, chased by angry mobs with objects blunted. Just take a look at what the world has done to you. Your skin's rotting away, but I look thinner, a victim of decay. No need for dinner. <laughs> how, how can you feel with no heart beating? Haven't got a soul is a death who's cheating. You must have misgivings about unliving too. Anyway, it's great and it's on YouTube and uh, I... Fully recommend it. That's my uh, first thing. Hold, hold on, let me see if I okay. can call it up here. Yeah, okay. it's super funny. The lyric, whoever um, wrote the lyrics, paid sure. uh, a lot of attention to it, and the, and the singing's great too. Um, I, I just uh, thought it was so funny. Okay, let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, this is from. Let me get my next one. Ah, it's children's book. There's a lot of children's books out there now that are sort zombie of... Zombie-related, huh? Zombie-related children's books, yeah. It's so weird. I know, it is kind of weird. I mean, they're clearly not for children, they're for adults. At least I hope. <laughs> uh, this one is um, 
a new one that's called "That's Not Your Zom- That's Not Your Mommy Anymore: A Zombie Tale." On this Friday the thirteenth, <laughs> I bring you the Baby Einstein of the Zombie Apocalypse preparedness materials. "That's Not Your Mommy Anymore" gives parents and caregivers a way to educate children about the horror of infected loved ones. From playtime with mom to onset of infection to full brain munching transformation, lively illustrations and rhyming examples help little brains understand the changes mommy is going through and how to survive the first crucial hours of outbreak (laughs) multiple references to the classic and contemporary zombie elite uh flesh out this cautionary tale assuring soon-to-be undead adults will enjoy reading it too that's sweet that's not real it it? is real it's not for kids it is for kids I don't think so. I wouldn't uh, give this to my no, kid. No, it's not for kids. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, if I give this to you, you're reading it to, to little Zed. <laughs> and I'll, then... I'll link these. I'll link all these. There's a picture that I want to show you because it's so cute. And it's a, a picture of a doggy. It's from um, the um, San Francisco Chronicle Day in Pictures, which I really, really, really love. And um, it's a picture of a doggy. And it says... Um, he doesn't want brains. He wants a belly rub. While the world was supposed to be ending Saturday, undead checks and their dogs were sta- staggering in the annual zombie walk in Prague with occasional breaks for rolling around on the grass. Look, how cute. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, super cute. Poor doggy. No, he's loving it. He's totally <laughs> he has a knife loving in his it. Side. Okay, next story. Um, this is, was all over the place. Um, you know how we were going to have, uh, the, um, end of the world, May 21st. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I saw those signs. I saw, cause I live in Oakland, which mm-hmm. is like ground zero for, um, the, that, uh, minister. Yeah. What's his name? He has a weird name. Yeah, he or, sure does. Yeah. I can't remember. I can't remember either. Uh, and by the way, uh, he reset the date. So now it's like October when the world yeah, is supposed to yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. and the dead he, will rise. He can't just give up. No, he really can't. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. That was one of the things that he made clear <laughs> is that not only will the righteous ascend bodily uh, on uh, Judgment Day, but the uh, the dead will rise up. So basically, That's, he was okay. predicting a zombie apocalypse. So, but <laughs> what? isn't that like, um, not like decayed dead, but just dead people will come he back to life? did not. Like Jesus <laughs> I don't know. I'm picturing he did, zombies. He didn't, he didn't specify. I don't think he specified. Maybe he did specify. Maybe you're right. Maybe it is more like the Jesus version, or maybe it's a uh, delightful know. zombie version. Harold Camping. Harold Camping. That's it. And yeah, so now he's reset the date till October. So everybody be prepared. Well, I know you're thinking, what do I do to prepare for said zombie apocalypse? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> And right you are to wonder. Um, Fortunately, the Center for Disease Control has come out with a manual. Uh, Probably a lot of you saw this because this made huge news. The New York Times uh, has run stuff on it. And it's just great. Anyway, instead of putting out the regular, hey, everybody, here's emergency, be prepared. Uh, Here's an emergency manual, how to be prepared for any kind of emergency. Somebody at CDC uh, has a sense of humor and ha- has a brilliant mind for marketing. And they came up with uh, a um, the uh, preparedness 101, the zombie apocalypse. It's great. If you go to their, your, their website, which is uh, emergency.cdc.gov, 
Um, you can find it. And it's so funny and terrific. And I, I love the CDC for, um, for doing this because they got a ridiculous number of hits. In fact, I'll read you this from um, the New York Times. It says... Zombies Upstage, a routine public health bulletin. Pity poor Tom Skinner, a top spokesman for the CDC, who has been valiantly trying to interest reporters in a new study in the agency's Morbidity and Mortality Weekly Report trumpeting 10 great public health achievements. Unfortunately for Mr. Skinner, over at his agency's public health blog, his colleagues were posting something that really got the beating heart of morbidity and uh, really got to the beating heart of morbidity and mortality. The first official CDC instructions on coping with the zombie apocalypse. Yes, that's right. With a straight face, the normally staid health agency had posted a primer on how to prepare for an invasion of the brain eating undead. <laughs> he says, so what you need to do before zombies or hurricanes or pandemics, for example, actually happen, the Post said. First of all, you should have an emergency kit in your house. This will include things like water, food, and other supplies to get you through the first couple of days before you can locate a zombie-free refugee camp. Isn't that so cute? They forgot to mention, by the way, comfortable footwear. I would like to say that comfortable footwear is a must. <laughs> um, yeah, at first I was like, that kind of... Um I don't know. It, 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 it kind of lessens the seriousness of the whole, but then I'm like, Oh yeah, it's going to draw tons of people there. And it did. if they follow these instructions, they'll be prepared for all kinds of other stuff. The blog went up on Monday. A typical post gets a thousand hits. Uh, we got 10,000, then 30,000 on Tuesday and then it crashed the server. So, I mean, yeah, they got great. more publicity than they ever have before. I didn't even know the CDC even had preparedness information on there. Me neither. I was like, oh, hey, they have something like that. So this was the most brilliant marketing they could have done. Um, they found more server space and the hits kept coming along with expert advice, he said. For example, never mind the food and shortwave radio, but what about a baseball bat and chainsaw? <laughs> <laughs> now, Dr. Khan, Dr. Khan says good. he was gratified by the response. It's nice to see that people understand the public health includes preparedness. He would, however, leave it to law enforcement to give Americans advice on arming themselves. After all, zombies need care too, he says, and this is great. I'm a public health doctor, even post-mortem. I haven't given up on you. <laughs> it's like great. Yeah. I thought it was really terrific. And there, you know, I just love it when a government agency doesn't behave like a government agency. Speaking yeah. Yeah. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Loosen up a little bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And smart too. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. It was terrific. I mean, they, they give you all the things you need here and they just give it in a really cool, interesting way. I mean, I felt the same way, like when Sears did their, um, yeah, yeah. did their zombie catalog. Uh -huh. I, I couldn't get over how funny and great it was. And that may have been the first time I ever really gotten into the Sears website. Mm -hmm. So yay. Bravo for Sears. Funeral advertisements, it doesn't work as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's nothing funny about a funeral. Can I give you, <laughs> can I give you one thing real quick? Um, uh, while it's, um, oh, yeah. while I'm giving stuff. So, uh, I have to say a quick, um, happy birthday to Jason. Um, it was oh, Jason's yeah, yeah, yeah. birthday last week. That's I right. Think. Uh, yeah. May 20th. So May 20th. So I got a little belated present for you. Here you go. R rotting zombie mirror clings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. Funny. So you put these like uh, decaying zombie parts up uh -huh. on your mirror. Flip them over. And then it looks, and then 
it looks like you have these parts when you look in the mirror. As you're brushing your teeth, you can see what you look like as a zombie. I'll put these up and don't tell Jenny and I'll put them on her mirror (laughs) and see if she does. Cool. That's fun. Happy birthday. Thank you. And I have a couple other things, but maybe I'll save them for next time. I think I'm running long. Yeah. Okay. That was great. Thanks. Yeah. That was good. You're welcome. Okay, let's move on to listener moans, groans, and grunts. Um, this is my favorite part anyway. I love moans, groans, and grunts. This week, uh, we've got a call. Oh, we got a couple of tweets, and we got some emails. So um, <clears throat> on Twitter, Judy Tigger says, <laughs> geeking out listening to Jason and Karen while running on the treadmill. They also kept me company in my past races. Hope. Hope it's not that weird. That's not weird. <laughs> That's awesome, Judy. I don't think it's weird. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Judy Tigger. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Uh, okay. The zombie survival crew puts us on their follow Fridays almost every Friday. If you're if you know about Twitter, that just means they're you know suggesting that people follow us. I think they put pretty much anyone that follows them on there, but I, I'm still flattered by it. So I go to their website and there's a bunch of zombie news on there. It's called uh, zombiesurvivalcrew.com. And there's a section that has um, brigade leaders and Norman Reedus and Irony Singleton are two brigade leaders. Really? Who are, it looks like heads of brigades in case the zombie apocalypse happens. But I really don't know what the hell's going on (laughs) with that site. And it looks cool, but I can't penetrate it. Like, I'm not sure. I want to sign up. Do I need to sign up with a brigade? Or how do I do that? I don't know. I tried signing up on the site, and all of a sudden I was in some administrative page where it looked like I was going to be able to redesign the site or something. (laughs) So... uh, Anyway, I think it's really cool, and I'm just stupid and can't figure it out. But I'm not. I'm not positive. All right, anybody? If anybody can clue me in. Yes, clue Jason in. I'd love to be clued in on that. Um, but but thanks for um, putting us on there, and and I think everybody should go check that site out Agreed. so they can tell me what it, what the hell it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then finally, Gracie Lou says, "Don't forget to kill Philip." <laughs> 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 That's all that needs to be said about and then that. We, and then we can go have a nice cold one at uh, the Winchester. At the Winchester. Okay, uh, here's a call from Brother D. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, hey, guys. Uh, this is Brother D from the Mail Order Zombie <laughs> Podcast. I just listened to the last episode. It's been too long, man. Where you been? Anyway, uh, you guys have mentioned the movie Rombach or Siege of the Dead. I wanted to tell you, I got a chance to see that last year. It was available, and I guess it was available as a Region 2 DVD release. Uh, I ordered mine through Amazon.co.uk and had it shipped over. I've got a Region 3 DVD player. So I was able to watch it and reviewed it over on my podcast. Really enjoyed it. We ended up giving a rating to the movie of three out of five headshots. And it was nominated <laughs> for Best Zombie Movie during our big award show that we do every year at Mail Order Zombie, the Dead Letter Awards. Uh, it did not win the Dead Letter Award for Best Movie, but uh, yeah, it's it's definitely worth your while. I would highly recommend it. It's a little short, but it definitely lives up to its uh, American or English title, Siege of the Dead. It's a siege movie, and it's really, 
really good. So I would highly recommend you guys check that out. Three out of five headshots. All right. Stay, stay <laughs> safe. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which one won, but um, I'll have to find out. Do we need to get? Do we need to see Rombach? Yeah, that's the one I was talking about last time, the German one, when yeah. I was saying I like siege movies. So right. I intended on watching that, but I haven't gotten to it yet. But I'm, I think I'm going to watch it before next time. So, um, but is, I don't, what? Is it, did he say that it was available? It was actually. You have to buy it on, and have a region two DVD player, oh. but it's, uh, it may still be playing at the remember when we looked up the times at the Metreon and it was playing twice a week. Yeah. Right, 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 right. So I'm going to check that out. But anyway, thanks, uh, brother D. Thanks brother. Good to know. Yeah. I I totally want to see that. It looks good and I keep hearing it's good. So I have to watch it. Okay. Let's move on to some emails. All right. This email is from Evan. Hey Evan. Um, and the, the subject is we're alive. Uh, Evan writes, for your information, pace yourself because the ugly little secret about We're Alive is once you are good and hooked and have blazed your way through the archive, the waiting game begins. Not that I'm complaining, it's a lot of good, wholesome, zombie-style entertainment for free. But when you get to the end uh, and the week-to-week waiting starts, it's a bear. Not unlike the months of waiting for season two of The Walking Dead. Agreed. As for The Walking Dead, I'm in the category of viewer only. Uh, I'm in a conundrum. Do I start reading or uh, and possibly spoil some great show moments, or do I wait on the reading and sit back and enjoy the show? Thus far, on the recommendation of some avid fans, we have resisted the urge uh, to read the comics, but speculate that I will read them at some point. Is this uh, is this the right thing to do at this point, or should I just move on the books and not worry about the spoiling prospect? I think, uh, let's see, what do you think? He also says, by the way, I also have considered just uh, reading just the point where season one of the TV series ended. Um, <clears throat> do you know how many issues were covered in season one? I think that's the best thing to do. I think... <laughs> Oddly, I think the way I'm doing it is the best way to do it. Huh. You've uh, read the comics. I have. I, oh, I, that's what you think That's you what I think do. he okay, should do. Okay. I think he should read just to where this TV series ended. And I, do we know how many issues were covered? See, the problem no, is... No, no, no. You read them first before you saw the show. Right. But I only read to season one. N- no. Yeah. You said you read 30 issues or so. And season one was six issues. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, I did get pretty far. Um, yeah, it's only six issues. So yeah, season a, one was only six it's issues. It's a quick read. <clears throat> um, I would pro- say don't the, read it. And the problem is, by the way, that they do a lot of things that aren't in the comic. I'd say don't read it because <clears throat> it's fun to read the comic and then see the characters come to life and notice the differences and stuff like we do. But I think it's even more fun to experience it as a show without any expectations kn- knowing. Yeah. Then again, I mean, cause then you're going to go read the comic and then you're going to come to the comic with all this knowledge about the characters from the show. So yeah. I don't think it really matters. <laughs> I think you should do what makes you happy. Remember yeah. life is short. That's right. <laughs> Hope that helps. <laughs> um, and as far as we're alive, I totally agree. I did the same thing. I blasted through all of them and, and, uh, you know, I was liking it, and then when I started to get towards the end, I was like, "Oh wow, this is so good." That's when I started worrying because I knew that what hap- what was going to happen happened, which is that I now 
can't wait to hear the next one and I have to. So I'm going to think of it like a comic book. I don't know if you collect comics, Evan. seems like maybe you don't, but comics come out once a month and pretty much We're Alive has a chapter a month or so. So I'm just going to not think about it until a whole chapter is out and then and then listen to the whole thing all at once if I can control myself. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good way to do it because the the chapters um have a continuity uh, all of um of their own. Yeah, they're like a little yeah. chunk. And I'm at and by the way, I'm at chapter 7 and uh and it's it's getting better and better. It, you know, you have to it, it's one of these stories that sort of build and build and build and then it gets super good. In case you don't know what we're talking about, by the way, it's the, we um, talked about it last, last episode. It's the We're Alive uh, audio drama pot zombie podcast. And it's on the web at zombiepodcast.com. And it's an old timey radio play. It's great. Yeah, it's really good. So next is from Gracie Lou. She uh, actually won the last copy of the tra- to Walking Dead trade paperback that we sent out. She hadn't read the comic before the show, so it's kind of cool to hear the perspective of someone who approached it from the opposite way that we did. There's some spoilers in this uh, because we're talking about the comic. It's really light, but if you are avoiding all spoilers, this is the last email, so you can go ahead and skip to the next section. So here we go. I finally had time to sit down and read the comic. Whoa, it moves fast. I can't believe Amy, Jim, and Shane are already dead. I wish Donna was. She's a total bitch. (laughs) (laughs) She's not in the the TV show. (laughs) After reading it, I'm kind of surprised that some people were in such an uproar about some of the changes. It seems to me that because of the lack of rich dialogue like you would have in a novel, they would have to really flesh out the characters, stretch out the scenes, make changes, etc. Although I do like how some scenes were just plucked right out of the illustrations in the comic, like Bicycle Girl... Dale on the RV in his fishing hat, Carl running to Rick when he first sees him walking into camp, etc. Yeah, I love that stuff too. And I agree with what she the other thing she said that yeah, when you have a TV show, it's going to um you're going to get kind of a fuller experience than you would in a comic, you know, more yeah. fleshed out. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> which I which I think is awesome. I also think the TV series improved on a lot of storylines. I thought it made much more sense to have Rick and Glenn spread guts all over themselves to get out of the city rather than go into it. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I think we said as much when we watched it. Uh, Gracie, you're stealing our material. No, I'm just <laughs> I was still really nervous when the rain came even though I knew they'd be fine. LOL. I also like how they let left Jim and drove off rather than just walking him to the edge of the woods, which seems a little dangerous. I can just imagine zombie Jim just turning around and shuffling right back into camp a couple hours later. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I really enjoyed it and we'll have to invest in the series. Uh, Grace. P.S. It was fun to listen to you guys talk about Game of Thrones a bit in your latest podcast. I'm totally addicted to the book series and I'm enjoying the TV series. Oh, I'm loving the TV it's show. It's so good. <laughs> it's, it's getting so better good. and better, man. I'm Love so it. great. And it's really, really true to the book. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I, oh. I mean, I didn't read it, and I'm just, I think it's so good. It's like fierce and, you know, gritty and awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. HBO doing it right. And mm-hmm. it, and it's kind of sexy, too. And Sexy, it's, yeah. Oh, As, God, If I was a kid, terrific. I would just be, I would be going out of my mind watching the show. Oh, it's <laughs> With incredible. All sexy incredible. I just <laughs> love it. I love it. Uh, the Killing 
has kind of taken a dive. It's the AMC yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You watch that? Nope. Oh. Um. Yes, I watched half of the first episode, and this is the, this is the one that's based in like Seattle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't like it, even the first episode, huh? I was hoping it was more of a Twin Peaks kind of thing, but oh I no, didn't no, get, it wasn't really. I really didn't get that. But it's it. I thought it was a really smart. Um, kind of murder mystery cop show and it's actually a pretty typical murder mystery cop mm. show but it's stretched out over a season which is kind of cool but it's getting really cliched and yeah. all this so Too I'm bad. still I have to I'm like you know two thirds of the way through and I want to know who killed the girl now so I'm going to keep watching it but right. after that probably not you're invested <clears throat> yep they're going to stretch it out man <clears throat> Um, I think that's it so are you ready to close it out I am indeed Okay, that's our show. That was fun. No, oh, that's fun. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Our contest, um, we had one more rating. <laughs> we're getting one an episode. Oh, so we have 76. So if we get uh, four more by next time, we'll give out another copy of the trade paperback Walking Dead that covers the first six issues of the comic. So if you haven't rated us, please go on there and rate us. Next episode, we have the creator and writer of the podcast zombie audio drama podcast that we were just talking about we're alive casey wayland so we're excited about that so excited if you haven't gotten a chance um go check it out um and then he'll be on next time i have tons of questions for him about it i know i know i know i can't wait and and i uh the um i think their website's pretty cool too yeah it's really cool it's zombiepodcast.com so check that out too definitely and they have a good forum with a good community going on there and everything. yeah i think is it produced in la i think so yeah yeah uh as we said that cast top five next time is top five zombie metaphors and ones that it can be ones that have been done or just ones that you'd like to see cool so that's it if you'd like right. to give us a call you can call us at 650-485-DEAD that's 650-485-3323 you can email us at brains at walkingdeadcast.com you can check out our website and leave comments at walkingdeadcast.com we're also on twitter at jason and karen and you can now easily find us at facebook.com uh, slash deadcast all right that's our show thanks for listening don't, don't get, get bit <laughs> <laughs> no one official is prepared to comment. Religious groups are calling it Judgment Day. As an increasing number of reports of serious attacks on people who are literally being eaten alive. A witness reports are sketchy. One unifying detail seems to be that the attackers in many instances appear to be dead excited to have with us here a sensational chart topping or ideological connection between those committing the atrocities and perhaps more alarmingly there's a girl in the garden. I'm sorry, Sean. It's all right. No, no. I'm sorry, Sean. Oh! <laughs> oh my God, that's rotten! I'll stop doing them when you stop laughing.